Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. The power of the wisdom of God. Now we're going to be focusing our attention on the wisdom for daily exploits. Wisdom for daily exploits. When we talk about wisdom for daily exploit, we're talking about the wisdom that is required for extraordinary accomplishments. When we talk about exploits, we're talking about outstanding success with a definite impact. Something that you do that people can see the results. And you do it on a regular basis. So we're talking about that particular grace that God puts upon the life of an individual and causes them to be able to excel in what they do. We all know that God himself has a desire for his children. And his desire for his children is that for them to experience daily victory. He does not create us so that we can suffer defeat on a daily basis. His intention is not for us to continue to be failures. His intention for, is not for us to continue to live a life of dejection, a life of a subjection, a life that is not distinguished. His intention is for us to live a life of daily exploit and to experience that daily accomplishment so that you can become something that is regular in our lives. And that's why the Bible tells us, Jeremiah 29, in verse number 11, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. In other words, God's intention is that there is a particular goal that is taking his people. There is something he wants his people to enjoy, to experience. That those things will become part of their daily life. That is the intention of the Almighty God. But the thing is that as much as God wants an extraordinary life for you and for me, it takes the wisdom of the Almighty God to be able to experience those exploits. Whatever God has purposed for you, whatever God has intended for you, it takes the power of God, it takes the grace of God, it takes the wisdom of God to be able to accomplish it. It takes the wisdom of God to experience the extraordinary accomplishment that God has purposed for his people. In our Bible reading, we read Daniel chapter 1. And from verse 1, the Bible says, In the third year of the reign of Joachim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Joachim, king of Judah, into his hands. And with some of the articles of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar, to the house of his God, and he brought the articles into the treasure house of his gods. Then the king instructed Aspenaz, the master of the eunuch, to bring some of the children of Israel, and some of the king's descendants, and some of the nobles. Young men in whom there was no blemish, but good looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had abilities to serve in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the language and the literatures of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank, and three years of training for them, so that at the end of that time they might serve before the king. Now from among those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Verse number 17 now. 
As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now at the end of the days, when the king had said that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuch brought them before Nebuchadnezzar. And then the king interviewed them. And among them, all none was found like Daniel, Ananiah, Meshach, and Azariah. Therefore, they served before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding, about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in his realm. The Bible is basically telling us here that because the Lord gave Daniel and his friends wisdom, at the end of three years, the Bible says that when they were brought and they were examined, the Bible said they were ten times better than all the other people who were busy feasting and drinking and eating what the king had set aside for them. They were much, much better than the people who were competing with them. They were much, much better than their contemporaries. And please note, the people that were selected were not just riffraffs. The people who were selected were the best of the best. And now you are now talking about Daniel and his friends being better than the best. They were the top of the class. They were the first among equals. At the end of three years, Bible says that they were ten times better. In other words, the wisdom of the Almighty God did what? Set them apart. The wisdom of the Almighty God made them to be what? Make them to be unique. Make them to be top of their class. They were able to accomplish extraordinary success in the court of Nebuchadnezzar because of the wisdom of God upon their lives. And the question is, why was the wisdom of God the difference maker in the life of Daniel and his friends? How did the wisdom of God make a difference in the life of Daniel and his friends? Let's go back to Daniel chapter 2. If you go to Daniel chapter 2, you read from verse number 17. In Daniel chapter 2, the Bible tells us that Nebuchadnezzar dreamt wanted an interpretation of the dream, but because Nebuchadnezzar is a very funny character, he did not tell them the dream. He said that for you to interpret the dream, you need to tell me the dream first. And people were saying, that's not possible. There's no way I can tell you a dream that you dream if you don't tell me. But he said, if you are really in tune with God, then God will tell you what I dream, and then you can give me the interpretation. And so the Bible tells us in Daniel chapter 2, in verse number 17, the Bible says, Then the secrets was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel was blessed of the God of heaven. In other words, the wisdom of God made a difference in the life of Daniel and his friends because it gave Daniel access to divine revelation. The wisdom of the Almighty God will make a difference in your life because it will give you access to the things that is not visible to everybody. The wisdom of the Almighty God made a difference in the life of Daniel because it gave Daniel access to divine revelation. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel was blessed of the God of heaven. Number two, the wisdom of God made a difference in the life of Daniel because he gave him access to divine secrets. Nebuchadnezzar was the only one who knew what he dreamt. He was the only one who understood what his dream was all about. Until the Lord showed Daniel. Then Daniel was able to have an idea of what Nebuchadnezzar dreamt when he was asleep. The wisdom of God set Daniel apart because number one, he gave him access to divine revelation. Number two, he gave him access to divine secret. Number three, he gave him access to hidden things. The things that other people have no idea of. The things that other people do not even know what's going on. The dream that they did not understand. The dream they had no access to because God gave Daniel access to the things that are hidden. Daniel was able to know it. That is what the wisdom of God 
can do in your life. If the wisdom of God will give you revelation, the wisdom of God will give you secrets that other people don't know. The wisdom of God will show you things that are hidden from the sights of other people. It will give you access and make you extraordinary. It is the access to this divine secrets, the access to this divine revelation, the access to the hidden things of God that put Daniel in an extraordinary position. That was what set Daniel apart. Because he was able to know what other people did not know. Many of us know the story of Joseph. Why do you think Pharaoh will wake up one day and go into a prison and pull a guy who is in prison and then make him a prime minister? After all, he's not smoking something. The only reason why Pharaoh will do that is because Joseph knew something that every other person did not know. Why do you pay top dollars to your doctors? Or pay top dollars to a lawyer or to a professional? Why do you do that? Why do you pay top dollars to go and watch somebody throw a ball into a hoop? Why do you do that? You do that because they have something, they know something, they can do something that you can't do. They have access to information that you don't have access to. They know something that you don't know. They can do something that you cannot do. That's why you pay them. That's why people go in high places. That's why Pharaoh elevated Joseph because Joseph knew what Pharaoh did not know. Because he knew what you don't know and that is why you pay for those things. And that's why the Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 5. Isaiah chapter 5, if you read from verse number 13. The Bible says that my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Their honorable men are furnished and the multitude dry up in thirst. He said, therefore Sheol has, has enlarged itself and opened its mouth beyond measure. Their glory and their multitude and their pumps and he who is jubilant shall descend into it. In other words, the Bible is simply telling us that where knowledge and wisdom is lacking, you are at the mercy of the man or the woman who has that information. Where you don't have a particular information, where you don't know something, you are at the mercy of the guy that knows it. It's just like you are driving on the road and your car breaks down. And somebody comes and says that he's a mechanic. Even if he doesn't know jack about the car, as long as he says he's a mechanic and he's dressed and overall, and he opens the hood and he's playing with something, and if you don't know what you don't know about the car, you are at the mercy of that guy. And whatever he charges you, that's what you are going to pay. Because you don't know. If you know, you can do it by yourself. But since you don't know what you do, you keep quiet and let him do the job. The Bible is saying, where there is no wisdom, where there is no vision, my people are going into captivity because they have no knowledge. There is no wisdom. So where wisdom is lacking, we are at the mercy of the people. In other words, we go into captivity. Captivity rules. Somebody else controls what you do when you don't know. Number two, where wisdom and knowledge is lacking, you will not be able to access the resource that God has made available for you. The things that you are supposed to get, the things that are supposed to move you up, you will not be able to get there. You will be deprived of necessary resources when you don't have that necessary knowledge. And that's why people try to move forward. But they found themselves stuck. Not because they don't want to. Not because they are lazy. Not because they don't have the ability, but they don't know how to do what they need to do to get to where they need to get to. 
So where there is no wisdom, deprivation becomes a common thing. You don't have access. You don't have access to the resources that is required to take you to where you're going. Number three, where there is no knowledge, where there is no wisdom, where wisdom is lacking, you will eventually lose the little resources that is in your hand. That little money you have, that little ability you have, if you don't have the wisdom to manage it, what happened? You lose it. And that's why it's popularly said that a fool is soon parted with his money. Why? Because he doesn't know how to keep it. He doesn't know how to preserve it. He doesn't know how to multiply it. So where there is no wisdom, lack becomes inevitable. You will lose those things that you have. And then number four, where there is no wisdom, what you will find is that the guy who is wicked will take advantage of you. Have you ever seen a guy who is trying to sell you something that is not good? He knows it's not good, but he's selling it to you because he knows that you don't know. And because you don't know, you will buy it. You will pay for it. But if you know, as soon as you pick it up, say, no, 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 this is not the correct thing. Because you can tell the difference between the original and the fake. Where there is no wisdom, where you don't understand what is going on, the enemy is strengthened against you. The enemy has the upper hand against you. The enemy can cheat you. The enemy can rob you of the blessings of God when you don't know. Because you don't know. Many of us have heard a story where we say, what you don't know can hurt you. My friend, it is not true. What you don't know can break your bone, break your head, and kill you if you don't know. So please understand, we must understand the place of knowledge in our life. Ignorance will always consume the people who are what? Who are ignorant. That's what happens when there's no knowledge. The ignorant will be consumed by their ignorance. You will keep doing the things that work against you. You will keep doing the things that are harmful to you. And that's why people consume sugar, 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 sugar. And at the end of the day, we end up with what we don't want. And that's why people do things. We are encouraging them to pray, to come to church. They say, no, they don't want to. That's why in the days of our Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus came into their country. All they had to do was just stand there and let him lay hands upon them. They refused and they lost. So the ignorance, when there is no information, when there is no wisdom, you will find out that ignorance will rule and ignorance will destroy the person who does not know. That's why the Bible tells us, Proverbs chapter 4, Proverbs chapter 4, if you read from verse number 8, Bible tells us that it says wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. He said, therefore get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. And if you go to Ecclesiastes chapter 9, the writer of that particular book, which we refer to as the preacher, said in verse number 16, he said, Then I said, wisdom is better than strength. It's not how big you are. How many of us watch WWE wrestling? Sometimes it's not the bigger person. It's not how big you are. It's a question of how much common sense the guy has. So what you find is that the preacher in Ecclesiastes 9 verse 16 says, he said, then wisdom is better than strength. He said, wisdom is better than the weapons of war. So it's not how equipped you are. It's not how many people you know. It's not how connected you are. It's the wisdom that is on your head that matters. The question is, why is wisdom the principal thing? Why is wisdom better than strength? Why is wisdom better than the weapons of war? Why is wisdom the principal thing? Wisdom is the principal thing because wisdom is what promotes an individual. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 8 tells us, Exalt her, she will promote you. The more you are wiser, 
The more wisdom you have, the more elevated you will become. So wisdom is important. Wisdom is the principal thing because wisdom promotes. Number two, wisdom is the principal thing because wisdom honors an individual. When you see a wise person, what do you do? You respect that person because he has enough brain cells in his head. So wisdom not only promotes, wisdom honors. That's why it's important. Wisdom also favors. Because when you see somebody who knows what they are doing, doors open unto them. People want to align with them because they know what they are doing. Not only that, wisdom also glorifies. That's why wisdom is the principal thing. It glorifies an individual. In Proverbs chapter 4 verse 9, the Bible tells us, She will place on your head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory she will deliver unto you. When you have wisdom in your corner, what it does for you is that it gives you favor. It glorifies you. But most importantly, when you have wisdom in your corner, it delivers you. Because all you have to do is to understand what is going on, apply wisdom, and you will not fall into the trap that every other person is falling into. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 10 tells us, When wisdom enters into your heart, and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, he said, then discretion shall preserve you. Understanding shall keep you. Verse number 12. To deliver you from the ways of evil men. From the man that speak forward things. When you have wisdom in your corner. That's what it does for you. It helps you to see the evil that men are planning. It helps you to see the trap that they are planning for you. You can read into their situation. And you can destroy whatever plan the enemy has in store for you. The wisdom is important. Wisdom is the principal thing. Because it delivers. Wisdom has the way of positioning us so that we can begin to live a life of daily exploit and victory. When you have that wisdom, you cannot be fooled by anyone. Because the Almighty God already opens your eyes and you already see what is going on. Wisdom positions us to be able to do exploit on a daily basis. And so the question this morning is, what is this thing called wisdom? Many of us would define wisdom as the application of knowledge, which is true. But the Bible has another way of defining wisdom. Wisdom is not just the application of knowledge. It's not just the engagement of the things that we know. The Bible tells us in the book of Job chapter 28, in verse number 28, the Bible says that, And to man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. So it's not just being able to do things. It's not just that you are smart. It's not because you went to college or acquired all the degree. Yes, those are wisdom in their own way. But the true wisdom is the fear of the Lord. The book of Job tells us, it said, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil, that is understanding. So if you go further, the Lord Jesus Christ now went forward to make us to understand that wisdom is not just fearing the Lord. So when we talk about fear of the Lord, it's talking about you having reverence for the Lord. It's talking about obedience and submission to the Lord. But Jesus Christ said it is more than that. Fear of the Lord is more than that. Jesus said in Matthew 7, if you read from verse number 24, He said, therefore, whoever hears the sayings of mine and does them, I will liken to what? A wise man. So wisdom is not just fearing God. Wisdom is not just fearing God. Wisdom is hearing what God has to say. And doing what? And doing it. What is the benefit of hearing what God has to say and you are not doing it? It's useless. What is the benefit of you knowing what you are supposed to do and not doing it? It is useless. A person has headache. You give him two Tylenol. He looks at the Tylenol. He puts it on the table and walks away. What is the benefit of that Tylenol to you? It's useless. 
The same thing, the word of God. The word of God that is able to deliver, that is able to set free. If you read the word, if you know the word, if you are told the word, but you don't practice the word, the word is useless. That's why the Bible tells the book of John. Gospel of John. He said, for as many that receive him, he said to them, he gave the power to become the sons of God. You have to receive the word. You have to use the word. You have to engage the word for you to be called wise. So wisdom is hearing and doing the word of God. And please understand there are different kinds of wisdom in this world. Different kinds of wisdom. The Bible shows us the different kinds of wisdom in the book of James. James chapter 3. If you start reading from verse number 13, the Bible said, Who is wise and understanding among you? He said, let him show by the good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your heart, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, is sensual, and is demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil things are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, then gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy, good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. In other words, in this verse of the scripture, you see four different kinds of wisdom identified in that passage of scripture. The first one you see is what is called the earthly or the natural wisdom. Look at verse number 15 of James chapter 3. It said, this wisdom does not descend from above, but it is earthly. That is the first kind, natural kind of wisdom. That is the one that you are born with. That is why when you wake up in the morning, nobody teaches you that if you want to use the toilet, you don't open your mouth into the bowl. Because what do you call it? Excretors don't come from your mouth. You know that. It's natural wisdom. If you want to excrete, you turn your back. That's how you do it. Nobody needs to tell you that. It's natural wisdom. It comes like that. You know that you don't walk on your hands. You walk on your legs. That's natural wisdom. The second one is what is called the intellectual wisdom. That is the kind of wisdom that you learn in school. The one that you get through education. The one that you get through study. The Bible says this wisdom does not descend from above, but it is earthly it is sensual. That means it uses your sense. And the third one is the demonic satanic wisdom. And that is the one where people engage in the occultic and the satanic power to be able to get the wisdom that they want. But that's a story for another day. Then finally, number four, is the divine wisdom, which is the one that comes from above. The Bible says in verse number 17, it says, but the wisdom that comes from above is first pure, and peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy, and of good fruit, without partiality, without hypocrisy. That is the wisdom that we've been talking about since the beginning of this message. So the divine wisdom is the one that empowers you for daily exploits. This is the wisdom that grants you supernatural accomplishment. And you see examples in the scriptures of those people who have access to this particular wisdom. In Genesis chapter 41, the Bible tells us about the man called Joseph. The Bible says in verse number 38, And Pharaoh said unto his servant, Can we find such a man, such as one as this? A man in whom is the spirit, the wisdom of God. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed you all these things, there is none as discreet and wise as you are. Thou shalt be over my house, and according to thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than you. So you see, the wisdom of God that is in the life of Joseph, that wisdom, the ability to be able to know the things that other people don't know, 
To be able to do the things that other people do not do. To be able to say the things that other people do not even know what to say. That is what promoted Joseph and that is the divine wisdom because it comes from above. We see Solomon also. First Kings chapter 4. If you read from verse number 29, the Bible says, Then God gave Solomon wisdom and exceeding great understanding and largeness of heart like the sand of the seashore. Does Solomon's wisdom excel the wisdom of all the men of the east and of all the wisdom of Egypt? You see the same thing in life of Daniel. The wisdom of God was upon him. Daniel chapter 1 verse 17. He said, as for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. So you see, divine wisdom is what you need if you are going to make exploits of your day. Divine wisdom is what you need if you are going to be able to accomplish anything in life. The question is, why is that divine wisdom necessary in your life every day? Why is it necessary? Divine wisdom is necessary because divine wisdom opens your eyes to see and to create solutions. That's what it does. When you look at a situation, you are able to see what the problem is and you are able to create solutions. The Bible says he cuts out channels in the rock. And his eyes see every precious things. When wisdom comes upon you, you are able to look at a situation. You are able to identify what the problem is and you are able to create solution. That is why you need it every day. Because you are going to be faced with challenges every day. You are going to be faced with situations that you do not understand. But when you have the wisdom of God, you will be able to see through that situation, create a solution that answers to that particular situation. Number two, why do you need wisdom for exploit every day? You need it because wisdom gives you gives you the ability to overcome and to overturn difficulties. It is one thing for you to have victory over a situation. It's another thing to be able to turn that situation around for your own good. And that's what wisdom gives you. Wisdom not only creates solutions, it creates alternatives. It gives you a way out. You are not only being able to overcome the situation, but you are able to turn the situation around for your own good. That's what wisdom does for you. Not only that, wisdom is able to nullify the power of death and hell. That's what happened. The Bible tells us when Joseph and his brothers, when they sold Joseph into captivity, they expected that Joseph would go into captivity and die there. But the Bible says that after so many years, eventually those same guys, they met with Joseph. And Joseph told them, he said, you meant it for evil, but God turned it around. Why? Because of the wisdom of the Almighty God upon the life of Joseph. Bible says everywhere Joseph was, he said the Lord Almighty was with him. So the wisdom of the Almighty God is able to nullify death and hell. All the plans of death and hell. Number four, wisdom is necessary for daily exploits because wisdom is able to enthrone and establish you. The more you know, the more you get better. The more you become more established. When people are looking for solutions, they come to you. When people are looking for answers, they come to you. With more wisdom you acquire, the more you find that you are more established and you are more enthroned. The more you know a particular subject, the more people come to you to ask you questions. In your place of work, the more you are good at a particular area of work, the more people line up to ask you questions. That's the way it works. The more you get better at a particular thing, the more established and enthroned you are. Not only that, you need wisdom for daily exploit because wisdom is what produces and preserves riches. It is by wisdom that you make money. If you are looking for money, it's by wisdom. It is by wisdom also you preserve that money. 
Because wisdom produces and preserves. That's why you need it every day. And then finally, wisdom is necessary for daily exploit because wisdom builds an enduring legacy. It builds enduring success. What you get, you don't throw it away tomorrow. And you have heard me say it several times. That is why people who win the lottery, who are not well skilled or well versed in the money management, that's why they lose it. Because they have not learned the skills to preserve wealth. And what happened? They throw it away. But when you have the wisdom of God working on your behalf, when you have the wisdom of God working for you, what it does is that it not only builds, it sustains the success that you have already had. And so you now see the necessity of wisdom in daily exploit. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.